When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christopher Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I am so hyped right now about MCP. Guys, we're just going to get it out of the way. We got yet another news episode because the news just keeps dropping Normally, I'd be upset about it because I desperately want to get you guys this Dr. Voodoo episode. That's right. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) But dang, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, buddy. Absolutely, Chris. And, you know, listener to home, fear not. We're going to continue our Midnight Sun series and our MCU content, which we have. We just have it all lined up and written out. It's just a matter of the timeline working out, you know, and it, it will work out because we really do want to talk about these pertinent things. But news again chris and you know this is the thing we're probably going to get used to saying because in only a few weeks we're going to have many stravaganza happen for real the streams i am quite sure we're going to get more news there as well i mean we might get that malekith card who knows you know what i mean so hopefully this is our last news update for a little bit and we'll return to our normal format and then we'll get right back into the news after mini strapaganza. So just be aware that's the format going forward. And Chris, yeah, today, news. There's a lot of it. So we had a new affiliation revealed for the game, which we're getting into first. But the new affiliation aside, which is a crazy thing to say, new affiliation aside, because that is huge news. Weird, that's right? Huge news. And, and like, I didn't really expect like a new affiliation just birthed into MCP existence, you know, fully formed, ready to go. I mean, it's got more to add of course but very cool the models are awesome deep cut as far as uh as far as subject matter and characters uh, but interesting so bravo 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 to the models and the theme of this team 100 percent. and we're about to get into that but that's what's crazy chris this is not the primary news at all the primary news is amg's done it again they've released a big document with a lot of organized play referenced as op which we'll say op a lot in this episode so that's why i say that now 
information about tournaments, about new formats of the game going forward, and most importantly, updating that ban and restricted list and showing us the first version of the card rotation, which sounds very complex. We're going to make it today where it's going to be simple. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about what's leaving, what's staying, what's being added to the list. Just have it all for you here so you can wrap your head around it because it is a lot of information. But Chris, this is just extremely positive for the game. And I feel like we have to temper our excitement right now because we're going to talk all about it. But this is like that release we got last mini extravaganza in the fall cranked up even more in some ways because that was a big errata to character cards and some tactics cards and of course the band and restricted list was updated then too but this is a whole new aspect they've added to the game where cards are just going to be rotating out seasonally at given times or cards are just going to be removed that are causing problems in the game and i think this is very healthy for the game because At the end of the day, this all is just related to the competitive format, which is the standard format of the game. But if you're a casual kitchen table player at home, none of this even matters. You just play whatever cards you want. So we have both formats. We're going to talk about them in a bit. I just think this is a very high moment for the game, and I'm really glad we're recording it and capturing it while it's happening. It's fantastic for the game. And look, I'm not going to lie. It's fantastic for content creators, too. This is more to talk about (laughs) and more to think about. and. Mm. or to have episodes about but good point this is i will get more into it but this is wonderful for kind of meta stagnation and uh mm. i am very excited i i couldn't agree more chris and well before we get into it more i think we just need to get into our business real quick <laughs> Fury's Finest is supported by Discount Games, Inc. Go to DiscountGamesInc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. It really helps us out. You immediately get access to the patron Discord once you join the Patreon, and you get to join our wonderful community there. And speaking of our wonderful community, we are in the throes of Secret Wars 3, which is a what-if league. So we'll have Secret Wars 4 after this, which is a TTS, Fury's Finest Patron League. And then also, Chris ending very soon is the painting gallery with no name it's our first painting competition the first season of that is ending july 4th like i'm sure you heard at the front of this episode from dylan dr d and that's just a free painting competition you can enter models in so there's still time if you want to submit an affiliation leader model to that competition because that's the theme of this season if you haven't heard in previous episodes there it is submit that to furypainting at gmail.com and the patrons in the patron discord will vote on that so also if maybe you want to vote on your piece or other pieces in the competition join the patron discord as well to rack in those votes and every week we like to send a very special shout out to one of our patrons and this week it is none other than alfredo r alfredo thanks Thank you, Alfredo. It means a lot. And of course, Chris, we cannot forget to thank the Avenger producers, Rusty, Dylan, Nathan, and Brian. You are our fantastic four that make the show happen. Thanks, y'all. All right, Chris, let's get over to our news roundup. Starting off our news roundup today, we are going to cover the new affiliation reveal for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yes, that is the Winter Guard reveal. They are a new affiliation coming to the game very soon, sooner than we thought. These models are right around the corner, which is very exciting. Wild. And we're going to do a mini lore segment here, which is very exciting from Chris to learn who these characters are. But before we do that, I will mention with this affiliation coming out, 
there will be an affiliation list. I'm really excited to see who's on that list, Natasha Romanoff. Yep. What's cool is this is two boxes with two models each. So the two boxes are box one is Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star, and the second box is Red Guardian and Ursa Major. And we're going to cover these right now, but it's cool that you can just kind of like buy these two boxes and presumably have some models that are out in the game. Maybe, maybe a Bucky, maybe a, you know, Natasha Romanoff, and they can be splashing to this team. We will see when the list, I'm very excited to see this list. I'm actually very intrigued with this list, Chris, but let's talk about these characters real quick. But before we do that, we're going to talk about this photo that was dropped that actually (laughs) revealed this team, Chris. What do you think about this? (laughs) To no one's surprise... Ursa Major is awesome. I think that's going to be one of our uh, our new models, Chris, right? That's at the top of the list. Favorites. Yeah, I actually really like all of these models quite a bit. Good point. Crimson Dynamo. Red Guardian's fine. He's good. He doesn't, doesn't do much for me in any way. But uh, everybody else, yeah, man. I think the Ursa Major and the Crimson Dynamo are standouts of this. And I think they're standouts of MCP. That Ursa Major bear sculpt where he is just ripped. But more importantly, he's in a good pose, Chris. I've never seen a bear with abs before, man. Now you have. And also, where credit's due to the AMG Studio Painters, whoever did this Ursa Major fur, this is incredible. This is next level layering and uh, highlights and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, the Dark Star sculpt, she's got her magic going. We we love that AMG is kind of leading this push in the miniature gaming world where they have these characters that are flying or using magic in different ways. And it looks really dynamic, but also looks very natural too. You know, it looks, it looks, it makes sense, you know, what the characters impose. I mean, we currently have, you know, Supergiant who just came out and Supergiant like is literally suspended in her magic, you know, so she's cool. floating inside of it. They've done a really good job of this stuff, but yeah, Red Guardian, he's just kind of in a heroic Captain America-esque pose. And then, and of course that Crimson Dynamo, you got to love it. We've got a classic looking mech Gundam Transformers type pose. I don't know about pose. classic looking. I, 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 it's these shapes, Chris. What is what I mean by classic? Let me nitpick and argue semantics really quick. I'm into this. I think it's retro futurism. It's the rush away, of course. Exactly. <laughs> um, that no, retro it looks futurism. cool, man. Yeah. And I also love the shoulders being like the cogs, you know, and it's very. Yeah, very, I'm very just red. very fixated on these. Um, these more classic 60s robot sort of shapes for the mm-hmm. legs, you know? Yeah. These angular things that are also paired with flat shapes, you know? Something you and I talk about a lot is how the model draws your eye certain places and yeah. kind of gives you certain aspects that stand out from others, you know, rather than the model just kind of looking like one sort of amalgamous blob. This is a very good example of a character like that. Like he has some dynamic elements going on with his layers of his armor on top of his pose you know it's very good now i will mention while we're here ursa major and crimson dynamo are both on medium-sized bases and red guardian and dark star are on small bases respectively so keep that in mind when we talk about these characters in a minute but i mean yeah chris i mean i guess the last thing to say is ursa major no tactical rock needed whatsoever that bear's just on that base threw it away he threw threw it away but Chris, tell us about the Winter Guard, because I think this is a brand new affiliation for a lot of listeners, and I'm really excited to get in them on the show. So I know this is going to be a very brief description, but I think this is a faction a lot of people don't know much about, and it'd be I think we should whet our appetites a little bit. Well, Jesse, the Winter Guard is a group of Russian state-sponsored superheroes. So they are a state-sponsored team. They are kind of a wing of the 
Russian government, not not the Soviet Union. They were formed post-fall of the Soviet Union. But, you know, they still play up to those themes. So let's start with Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo is pretty much an Iron Man pastiche. Clearly, he goes the more brutish Russian way with it. They all they all do. They're all kind. They're all big dudes, yep. right? One's a bear, for goodness sakes. But this uh, that that battle suit, exoskeleton, whatever you want to call it, superhuman strength, durability. He can fly. All that good stuff. It's got a beam com- coming out of his chest. Wild, wild. Uh, Dark Star, one of the best named characters in all of comic books, and also you know, gothy mage. So naturally, I love her. Yeah, up, up there with those Black Order names you love so much, Chris. Oh, I know, dude. It's driving me wild. Uh, so <laughs> Dark Star can command some uh, dark force from another dimension. And unlike mm. characters like Cloak, Dark Star's kind of dark matter has actual weight and mass to it. So because of this, uh, one of her powers is dark force constructs so kind of think a more simplistic green lantern yes she can teleport up to three herself and three other people with dark force teleportation and she can also fly using the dark force so there's a quick quick one on dark star there let's move on to the red guardian this one's pretty simple this one is captain america minus the super soldier serum Mm -hmm. minus vibranium shield Right. Till much later. Exactly. So it's Captain America that's discount, but it is Russia's answer to Captain America. So all this tracks, you know, it's Russia kind of following in the footsteps. There's been a few of them. Same with uh, Crimson Dynamo. So we'll see which Red Guardian we get as far as Alexa Ego goes. Yeah. And then uh, Ursa Major is our last. Uh, Naturally, he is my favorite of the four because he is a mutant his mutant power is that he can transform into a brown bear. But of course, because he is a Russian born mutant, he has grown up uh, being trained to be a weapon of the yes. Russian government uh, for ever since his mutation manifested itself. So, you know, he's had a rough life and similar to maybe a Logan James Howlett mm-hmm. or maybe a Victor Creed in disposition. The man likes to drink. Yeah, lots of trauma to drink away, right? And absolutely then you have animalistic tend- tendencies on top of that. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. And he's literally a brown bear. There's like <laughs> he turns into a brown bear. He's got the strength of a brown yeah, bear, like, the speed, the agility. You know, he's, he's still big. got his human brain, but literally a brown bear. It's kind of funny. Pretty awesome. Well, Chris, AMG has gifted us with one card from this set, which is Crimson Dynamo, and he's the leader of the Affiliation Winter Guard. And I think we're going to do something unusual. We're going to start with the Affiliation first, because this is going to frame our thoughts. Can I just ask a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe there's a, another leadership Whoa. <laughs> on maybe Red one Guardian? Red Guardian? I have no idea, Chris. I'm just asking a question, guys. These are good questions. Let's throw them out into the universe. Yeah. Chris has planted a seed, but this is the affiliation we have so far, which I find very cool. It's the unbreakable red line affiliation winter guard at the start of an allied character's activation. So this is when you choose to go with the character on your turn. So it's your turn. And then you say, I'm going to go with the character. That character may remove one special condition. Also, when an allied character is contesting a secure objective 
and it would be pushed. Keep in mind, this is not thrown or advanced or something, so just pushed. It may roll a die on a crit, wild, or shield. It is not pushed. This This is leadership. Cool is definitely the right word. The best thing about these things is that you don't have to pay for either. They are just things that happen. Yes. There is no power needed to be able to spend on your uh, affiliation. So that gives you less to think about, which lets you roll more dice. (laughs) Therefore, I'm into it. There it is. I I knew. Yeah. So Chris, I got to make the obvious connections while we're here. This is a different type of affiliation than Asgard because Asgard, of course, always can spend a power to remove a special condition. This is different. It's when a character goes, they don't have to spend a power, but they get to automatically remove a condition but it's contingent on when you go with them. As opposed to Asgard, say you went early with Thor around, they give him conditions as the round went on. Later in the round, you try, you decide to go with Valkyrie or something, but right before you go with Valkyrie, you say, I'm going to take that condition off Thor, right? right? Even though Thor already went earlier in the round. So Asgard is a more flexible version of this. This is more just kind of baked in, very simple. It's actually a lot less taxing mentally than Asgard is on the player. But obviously the coolest part of this is this sort of Russian steadfastness they're adding into this affiliation, which is this sort of, if you push them, they're not moving potentially on, you know, three results on the dice, which is, which is not bad odds. It's not great odds, but it's, it's free. Like you said, it's super solid, man. And I mean, that's, that's pretty big. There's a ton of pushes in this game. It's about half the dice uh, results almost. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's almost very 50, cool. 50 dice. It's, it's, it's helpful. You know, it's very cool. And yeah, I mean, we know a reason we love MCP so much is because it has pushes and they dynamically affect the game. Right. Absolutely. It's so different from other miniatures games where it's like, you have to delete models and that's the only way to win objectives. MCP is not like that. There's so much pushing, throwing. We've like, we've got a healthy side of the model. We've got an interest side of a model. Yeah. I think this affiliation has come to play Chris, because they are this sort of mix of Asgard kind of meeting criminal syndicate. And I call them kind of criminal syndicate, not because they count as two, but because they favor secure so much. And when you build this team, absolutely. You have to build a good secure deck and know what you're doing. Jesse, let's give this character a quick rundown. This is the Crimson Dynamo, ladies and gentlemen. He is a four threat character. He has got six health on his healthy side, six health on his injured side for a total of 12. Not bad. He is a, like Jesse said, a short move on a medium base. So he's not fast, but he's not really slow either. No. Size three, his defense line, I think, is kind of crazy, man. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's uh, four physical, three energy, four mystic. That's solid. And you pair this Mm -hmm. with one of his innate superpowers, Carborundum. (laughs) (laughs) Carborundum Matrix Alloy. and this is basically reduce the amount of damage suffered by one to a minimum of one effect that many characters have that toughness superpower. But he that is lizard, a yeah. tanky, tanky boy. Oh, lizard's already gone Russian in this team in my mind. Right, but lizard's this brings on this me. Team. This brings me to the juxtaposition of this character, of this big, tanky, Defensive. slow character. Let's yeah. talk about his attacks. His first attack is an energy attack it is electric blast it is a beam four strength five power cost of zero after each attack is resolved this character gains one power that's a potential 
lot of power. Absolutely, Chris. And a beam four. Right. On a gainer. On a gainer. On a big, tanky character. So this is the exact same attack that Vision has. Yes. Except Vision's has sap power, which is extra annoying because he can sap off of every beam target. But this character has shock, which also is very annoying, Chris. So there's a thing we're going to see here going forward. And there's a reason I like this character so much. It's because I think he's genuinely one of the best tanky mixed with control characters in the game. And we're already seeing his control right here. Chris already talked about his tankiness with his stats, his health, his carbonium matrix alloy, but giving shock, it's innately making you more tanky because you're, you're removing dice from your enemy's attacks. It's just leading to his control. Gross. I really do like his next attack. I, I really, okay. it is called homing rockets. It is a physical attack, range five, strength five, power cost of two. The attack ignores line of sight, and the defending character does not benefit from cover. So sorry, Storm. Mm -hmm. On a wild, you will trigger explosive before damage is dealt. Other enemy characters within range two of the target character suffer one damage. This looks familiar. Uh, Yeah, it does. It's Tony Stark's homing rockets. Yeah, absolutely. I love that five that range five no LOS. Yes, no yes. benefiting from cover. It's just, it's a wonderful cinematic moment when you get to use that from yes. half a board away. Round five, very cool. Yeah, just like Tony Stark, you're going to use this less, but when you use it, it's gonna it's gonna secure those days, those KOs behind buildings and stuff. It's super good because the yeah the no cover is great. What's super cool about it is the this attack ignores line of sight, right? You just yes. plop it down over a building. It doesn't matter if there's a yes. size two character behind a size five building, as long as your template can reach them. The rockets are shooting around that wall, like you said, cinematically and finding the target. And then if you get lucky, get some get a wild, put out some pings from explosive this man is built for secures it's just there's no way around it so keeping with our theme of this mix of this character that is like iron man meeting vision we're gonna go to his superpowers he has an action based superpower so yeah he has taken action to do this called overcharged capacitors costs zero power action this character gains two power this is exactly like Vision's Synthesis, a really strong round one sort of play where you just kind of move a character like Crimson Dynamo or Vision to a secure and then gain some power, kind of get set up for the rest of the game. This is never bad, Chris. Obviously, the only downside to this is it takes an action, but it should an action just to gain two power. <laughs> and we Absolutely. know how good it is on Vision, you know? Moving on, he has a couple more superpowers. The next one is an active superpower called Propulsion Thrusters. Cost two power. Place this character within range two of its current position. The superpower can only be used once per turn. We know how good this is on an ancient one or even characters mm-hmm. like magic. is a big deal, Chris. Like anytime you don't have to move, this is helpful. And of course, he's a medium-sized base. He has a short move. So these are things that are helping him get around that, right? I mean, positioning is this whole game. And the fact that he's going to be able to move up that medium base range two with these long range attacks yep it's kind of gross just a, a mind i i cannot tell you as a man who's played a lot of cable yes how much a slight readjustment without using a move action can just change a game i mean it's essential to cables kit you've got to be doing it every turn yeah absolutely well, yeah it, playing with storm you get even more flexibility it's just very cool yeah that hop and then and then the mm-hmm. teleport yeah so 
Next two power is a reactive two power called Disruption Field. Costs two power. I think this is why you're taking this character, Chris. This is my Absolutely. favorite two power. Absolutely. It's so good. When this character, so when Crimson Dynamo or another allied character is targeted by an enemy attack and the enemy is within range three of Crimson Dynamo, Crimson Dynamo can use this superpower. You spend two power and then you can reroll up to two of the attacker's dice. This is a new version of this sort of like thing we love on Beast, on Shuri, on Heimdall, this sort of support right? But this is control support. This is directly like, oh, you had a good dice roll. I'm going to trim it down (laughs) and I'm going to protect my team. With an already extremely defensive and tanky team, I'm assuming. Yeah. And clearly this is for his teammates more than himself. And I find that very cool because he's got a basically a bubble around his team, you know, of range three. It's super cool, Chris. No, it it feels very kind of anti-aggro and anti-attrition lists i'm scared of it i i just i don't even know what to say i'm already terrified of this list and i'm just <laughs> hoping that the fact that these characters are not very over with the general yeah. population i'm not gonna have to run into them too much early on but we'll see i mean i was already thinking about him as a splash and what he brings oh, defensively for teams i know I mean, you like, can you imagine him like just bringing this disruption field to the web warriors to the x-men with their cover to magneto's team with the magnetic refraction cover right i mean it's just more health for your team essentially right on teams that are already trying to be defensive absolutely i don't know it's cool what if you brought brought him in as your defensive piece in in an attrition list yeah because he's got some decent attacks not over the top but decent he can almost win you the secure game by himself and you can kind of focus on extra- extracts with the rest of your team. I don't know. The range three is obviously the most limiting of this. That's not absolutely small, but it's it's definitely not like a Loki bubble range or something. So, but he's a larger base. So you got to you got to factor all this in. Chris is very cool. I, I'm very in love with this character. I mean, I think it's just the model alone. It's I'm just gonna want to play him a lot. But this kit is so it's so interesting. Like when you get a a team player four threat like this, you know, like we normally have four threats that are kind of like these sort of standalone characters that can do a lot, you know, by themselves. Like that that's our Black Panthers, that's our Doctor Voodoo's, right? But it's like Crimson Dynamo, of course he's a leader, so of course he's a team player, but I think he's being splashed places as just purely a team player. And I find this very cool. And closing out his card, Chris, he has the Matrix Alloy you talked about, the reduction of damage by one to a minimum, and then he has flight. So yeah, he's a short mover i understand all this but like flight's more of a thematic choice here but at the same time like hey it does help situation situations happen every once in a while even with short movers you know so i I think can't be understated that he's 12 health like we i know he's (laughs) with the damage reduction that's what i'm saying four three four defense dice dude right so frame it that way and making you reroll two of your attack dice so absolutely so frame it the way chris just said imagine you know, a tankier version of Lizard, because that's what this guy is. Absolutely. He has a little bit more health. He has a little bit better stats. And yes, Lizard has healing factor, which is a whole nother thing, but he has the disruption field. So we got interesting sides of a similar coin here. And I love that. And I love that Lizard's the three threat that does absolutely no damage. And he's the four threat that can do some damage on top of the defensive lizard things. But yeah, Chris, I'm really excited about this affiliation. That's all we know so far. And we'll talk about more in the coming episodes when we get more information. 
but I'm really excited to see like Ursa Majors, that Bruiser potentially, Dark Stars, that Glass Cannon Wizard, you know, and Red Guardian hopefully is that discount Captain America. All time will tell. You know, time will tell. Those are our hopes. We could be completely wrong. Hey, but this is a cool leadership. This is a good start. I'm just happy we got a new mutant. Absolutely. We didn't I get too. the new mutants. Give me the new mutants. But this is pretty cool. I'll take a bear anytime though. I'm Druid player here. That's fair. That's it for the Winter Guard. And I really enjoy that summary Chris gave us of their superpowers and the characters because, you know, we're going to get to know these characters more intimately over time through Fury's Finest and, of course, through playing the game. So I feel like this is one of those things that AMG is just flexing their creative muscles. Oh, absolutely. Mechanics. But then, of course, they're getting players more versed in the Marvel Universe with lesser known things, right? Which is always good. It's very us. cool. Hey, man, it's good for us. Our Our... We might have to move the Winter Guardians <laughs> further up. up. Then we're going to get some good listens on that one, buddy. I hope so. I hope people give it a shot because sometimes, you know, people are, are more apprehensive to listen to our episodes with lesser known characters. But I mean, we live to serve when it comes to those lesser known characters because we're going to have to do a lot of research as well. <laughs> You're going to want to listen to it eventually. Yeah. And uh, Ursa Major, I'm so excited to do that episode, Chris. But we got to move on to organized play. And what AMG has changed with this. So we're going to start with the Organized Play Challenger event, which is now the official AMG tournament documents. Fantastic. Absolutely, Chris. They've always had some tournament guidelines, and then the communities kind of ran with those and expanded them, which I loved. So now the community can take this document, and they can expand off of that. Now, we're not going to go through all this. We're just going to touch on a couple of things on this document, because this is obviously cool things that you need to know when you're playing in tournaments for the game. But basically, they talk about player responsibilities with your miniatures and cards and dice, measuring tools, roster, etc. Talk about player responsibilities with sportsmanship and missed opportunities of triggers. Let's talk about margin of error they talk about misconduct the way tos can treat that they talk about event rules pairings swiss they also talk about number of players and then the minimum number of rounds i find this very cool so four to 16 players minimum number of rounds four 17 to 32 four 33 to 64 four but of course the 17 to 32 there's a top four the 33 to 64 there's a top eight and 65 or more players like we had adeptcon like we had lvo that's a minimum of five rounds and a top 16 cut i find all this so cool now there's cool things in the rules chris like end of match like running out of time how you deal with that how a player score if a player concedes what happens with that? These are things we had in the um, documents with the players, which I thought were very helpful. And I just, just kind of clarified what they want with that. So if a opponent concedes, what you score, if a draw happens, etc. They also have event points, what you win, what you lose, the points you gain for that, and sort of how the SOS and MOV and all that's determined. Now, the coolest thing of this is the very end of this doc, they have the timeline for this format. This is the thing we're about to get into with the cards and everything. So the timeline is standard timeline and extended timeline. So basically they're saying if you play in a tournament or for fun or whatever you do, you can use this document. But then if you play the standard format, you have to use these cards. If you play the extended format, you use these cards. So now we're going to get into what those cards are, I think, Chris, which is a big part of this. Sure. And I think adding this rotating format in standard is just chef's kiss. Absolutely. And what Chris is referencing is the standard format. So I'm going to touch on what that is real quick before we even get into the band restricted list. So basically we have standard format and extended format. 
extended format, just think of it as you play whatever you want, whatever tactics cards you want, whatever crisis cards you want. This is the at-home kitchen table experience. You just do what you want. That's it. There's no restrictions whatsoever. The standard format is basically the standard tournament format. But of course, most players are going to use this as the standard format of the game. So don't think of it as just a hyper competitive format. Just think of it as the standard format of the game. And then the extended format is kind of extra. You know, it's this extra spice, whatever you want to do. Do you want to play with drop off and, you know, live in the old days again where you could drop off Venom like I used to do? You do that. You're a jerk. But I will not be playing extended ever. (laughs) ever probably never because standard to me is just i like that standard is like standard for casual and it's also standard for competitive right like it's just that sort of like use the band and restricted list and then you use these rotations now we were already used to the band and restricted list so that's why i'm why obviously we lean this way chris even for casual play but the hard part is is this rotation and basically with this current rotation we're in with standard they're introducing rotating cards out and cards in. So the way they have it here is all characters are in standard. And I think that's something AMG is going to do probably forever, which is a good format. I, I think yeah, I think so. I think some characters will rotate out. I really hope not because people have spent money, time, effort, and every model is somebody's favorite characters like we've talked about on the show a lot. I just don't think they're going to do it, especially if, since they've errated cards, you know, like Modox and Modox card being errated and stuff. But maybe all characters and then all team tactics cards with the Mjolnir symbol, the city symbol and the X symbol, and then crisis cards with the Spider-Man symbol, the Mjolnir symbol, the city symbol and the X symbol. And then infinity gems with the Mjolnir symbol. Now, basically you can strip away all the fat with this and stuff. And you can basically say team tactics cards with the Spider-Man symbol are just gone. So that in fact is cards in the core set, et cetera, things like that. Now, what's interesting is that card pack came out recently, Chris, and people were perplexed why there was copies of core set cards in there, but with a different symbol in the corner, right? Now we know they weren't Spider-Man symbol anymore. They are now Mjolnir core set symbols. So it, it does seem confusing, but it's really not because basically if it's a Spider-Man team tactic card, it's gone. And then if you bought, the, if you just bought the new card pack, you're just good to go in general because all those are legal is a way to look at it. You know, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And I think the easiest way to look at this too, Chris, is all the online building websites like Cerebro, which we like so much on our show or MCP database or crit wild or the assemble app all these things that are so good those have all been updated so you don't even have to do the work of like checking cards oh do they have a symbol or not they just they've been updated so that's helpful too the joys of modern technology absolutely but we're going to get into more what cards left what cards stayed and stuff and we're starting that now chris so we have the new band and restricted list and boy is it exciting is it not i'm very excited about it absolutely well you and i have always talked about we never want the meta to stagnate we never want character cards to be super undervalued you know we always want to be high value like if someone's playing venom they should highly prioritize playing lethal protector in their cards you know yeah it it should be very good because there's just there's absolutely less you can do with the card the more restrictive a card is the the higher the upside should be usually great points and i think a big boon of this for casual players and competitive players alike is we're going to see more named character cards. We're going to see more affiliation cards all over the place. This is awesome. And I think you're going to have a little bit more. I know for me personally, I'm real big on experimenting and seeing mm. what's good and just trying 
to play some cards to see if he can live the dream every once in a while. And there's a lot less pressure to take this consensus pick. These are the best. If you don't take these, you're not giving yourself a good chance to win. Now I have plausible deniability. So this is great. Well, and of course, Chris, you and I can both rejoice because all the Weapon X cards got way better. All of them. Because you have the space, you know? I'm going to use Wolverines and I'm going to use it soon. Good. You should. It's an excellent card. It's so good. So let's talk about the ban list first because it's pretty simple. There's only two cards on the ban list, period, still, and only one was added. Now, it's funny because once again, we're that confusing list thing, you know, that confusing list. All you got is still banned, but all you got is just rotated out completely. So now that's actually been removed from the ban list because that's just getting confusing. Like if you're like, oh, the cards rotated out, but it's also on the ban list. Does that mean it's legal? So all you got was on the ban list. Now it's just rotated out fully. Does that make sense? Hired Muscle was on the ban list, but it got rotated out completely. So now the new modern ban list is only two cards. And here's this cool, Chris. It's just two crisis cards. It's the crisis card we had before. Panic grips the city as evacuation efforts continue. That's still on the ban list, but Mystic Wakandan Herbs Factor Fiction finally got added to the ban list. Rejoice. Have a party. This is your time, everyone. So we haven't talked much about this on our show or over 100 episodes because we didn't think it was necessary to talk about an episode about Mystic Wakandan Herbs. That's not really what we do here, right, Chris? But obviously we have thoughts on it because we've played the game since pre-launch. And this card, though I think it's an excellent designed scenario in concept which is this sort of capture the flag from across the map bring it back to your thing and score it that is awesome i love that problem with this scenario is number one there was a team that built their entire list around it and scored it very quickly like i encountered on my lvo qualifier episode recently in missouri where i played a guy who was very good at that scenario and he tried to get that all day and just force that and score it through some order of tactics cards and unique and weird character combinations and you know strange things that kind of just break the way you play the game normally or it was never scored by either player and just dramatically slowed the game down and games always went went to turn six you know and maybe the score would never even hit 16 not fun i never liked that not fun at all that's bad on both both sides it is and you never like to see a crisis card that can be gamed in such a way you never like to see just random ragged teams built in such a way to, to to execute one thing, one thing only, and you can't stop it. They're just they're playing their own game. There's very little yep. interaction. It's just it's not good for the long term health of the game. And I, I don't think there was anything wrong with playing that team or, or that or playing Wakandan Herbs. I'm not coming down yeah. on anybody. Play the game the way you like to enjoy it. Do not take me wrong. But I think for the long-term health of the game, competitively, this was a good thing. Yeah, and I just don't think it's a good fit for miniatures games in general. You know, Agreed. That's more of a card game type of play style that I've never been a fan of. So I love that it. sort of player playing their own card games. games. This is why I've never played Priest and Hearthstone and never will. That concept, that no interaction with your opponent, and you're going to win eventually through you know, just doing your thing. Machinations. Machinations. Absolutely. I'm so glad it's gone. And we'll talk probably more like that's probably our whole discussion right there. Cause it's now gone from the game for returns to the game in a new form. I'll, I'll happily talk about it, cover it. Hopefully it has changes. I'm very excited. So give it a try. Come approach it with an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Time will tell, but I'm very happy that that's gone from the game and players can kind of focus on, you know, what they want to do with the game normally. And they don't have to think about, Oh, if this Wakandan herb, 
sort of combo team comes up, how do I play that? They don't have to think about that now. You know, I think it's very positive. But moving on, Chris, the meat of this section of Band and Restricted, we're talking about the restricted cards that are on the restricted list. So once again, cards have rotated out. Cards are missing from this list that were on it prior before. But the ones that remain that were on this list before are Brace for Impact and Patch Up. Those are still on the list. Those are still in rotation. Those cards have not left the rotation. But we got a bunch of stuff added, and we're starting with getting hot right out the gate, Chris. We've got two Infinity Gems that were added to the list. This is something I did not know was necessarily possible. AMG is blowing my mind that they did this. Didn't even know it was on the table yet. Here it is, and it is awesome. It's awesome because essentially Corvus Glaive is now restricted, which I think is a correct choice for the game because you staple that reality gem to him. And then the space gem is restricted. This is awesome because Thanos has pretty much been taking this every time to give himself his teleport or his ally teleport. It hurts Ebony Maw, but once again, Chris, Ebony Maw, things just happen to him and I just have to roll with the punches. I've been playing space Ebony Maw for a while. Because you're literally the only one that cares, Jesse. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just I love playing, you buddy. I'm just playing. The community has swung heavily for Ebony Maw recently. Ebony Maw is you know, cool, man. And you've been you've been saying he's a good character since the jump. You will not pat your own back on this one, but I will. Mm. You called him being excellent early on, very early on. You even liked him before the errata. That's true. But he was objectively not very good then. But yes, he is I mean, strictly better now. No, I think no question. After the errata and with you being able to staple the space gym to him, which I did every game. I just think he was so good. I think because he was getting around his issue, which is he can teleport himself and double tap, which is where you exactly want to play Magneto, right? So imagine if Magneto had a space gym, right? I like to frequently. Now, Ebony Maw is a smaller base. You know, there's things that rein that in, but this is really a soft, soft nerf to Thanos with the space gym. That's all it is. And it's a soft nerf to Corvus with the space gym. I say soft because this is not going to stop you from taking these gems with them. You're going to take them. You just can't take restricted cards now on top of having the two gems. You just have to pay a little price for it because those combinations are very, very good. There's a reason you see it all over the place. I love that it's not gone. I love that it hasn't just been nerfed into oblivion. It's just well, you want to take something that is statistically a, a little better than everything else. You got to pay a little bit of price to maybe even up the odds. I say this a lot when it comes to the ban and restriction list, but it's honestly, it's a very elegant solution. Absolutely. And, and a big reason it's so elegant, Chris, is notice there's only two gyms on this list, right? So like the rest of the gyms are not restricted. And I will mention while we're here, because we don't talk about, we haven't talked about all these Thanos builds in our podcast in a while, but I mean, Thanos with space and reality has also been a big thing in a lot of lists. So like teams that weren't taking Corvus were taking Thanos with these two gems again, right? So it's like, or at worst, they were taking Thanos with space and mind, you know? So it's like, whether you go the Corvus route or whether you go the Thanos route or whether you go the Thanos with both of these gems route, you have to pay a small to medium price of some form, right? And I find that very good because let's face it, Corvus with reality is just too solid. And when I say solid, I don't mean he's broken. I mean that he is he's very, very consistent and he's getting two power a turn. And that's why he has to be restricted with this because you still can bring Corvus without the gym with yep. no restrictions. And this is all based in their design and their ideas. And I find that very cool that it's like awesome. What a great system. Thor is an incredible character with an incredible leadership, but he misses a lot 
and he's five threat and Corvus is an incredible character that doesn't miss that much hardly ever. And he's five threat. I like that. They're kind of reining in all these things, tweaking some dials here and there. And what a brilliant way to do this without like, as you said, Chris nerfing the reality gym, nerfing Corvus, nerfing Thanos. And yeah, they still might nerf Thanos in the future because that cosmic portal is out of control, but we will see. We will see. I think it's a good start. You always test the waters, right? You never go fully aggressive. You just kind of like sell things. I've experienced game companies that have used both philosophies. And I, right. as a player, it's much, much better to see things come down in notches. Because when that nerf back comes hard, it just it feels so bad. It legitimately can hurt your feelings in some ways. That's true. It can be extremely frustrating. But incrementally... Mm-hmm. It lets us ease into the changes and see how the character is still valuable without only saying, oh, it's just worse. Why would I take it now? No, even when it is worse, it's still worth taking. It might just be more in line with everything else, but it's a good mentality. Tweaking dials instead of drastic changes or, or new, like new erratic cards or anything like that. Just much, much better decision for sure. This is a perfect time as any, Chris, to remind players at home that, uh, the dials on Medusa, Enchantress, and Valkyrie were just tweaked. <laughs> and those characters are still awesome, awesome characters that are yep. top tier. And I think the community has kind of forgotten about them a little bit because it's that, as you said, Chris, it's that feeling more than it actually is logical, you know, like what actually went happened to them. You know, it's like if they were the best of the best and they got tweaks slightly, that just means they're probably still the best of their group now rather than the Bingo. best of the best. They're probably and, still close to S tier, which Corvus and Thanos will still be right. right. And with these I, changes. I'm kind of of the opinion we don't really want an S tier in this game. So, oh, yeah, I like that. Good opinions. But just hey. It's just the way I feel, man. But Jesse, we've spent quite enough time talking about these gems. Yep. It's time to move on to the team tactics cards. And the first restricted team tactic card we're going to talk about is advanced R&D. No surprises here, right? Absolutely not. A staple in Web Warrior teams, a lot of teams where it's like, yeah, I mean, power is everything in this game, right? And be able to just take a lump sum of power and pass it around. And, you know, I love that they changed the card already with its wording and then we got a new printing of the card that's that correct wording that's better but now if you want to do it you've really got to bring it so those web warrior players you're they're probably still bringing this maybe and absolutely and you know they know how to use it but it is probably disappearing from a lot of other lists that want to take different restricted cards and i find that very cool that's the whole point of this right exactly and this hit me when i was listening to an episode of uh, omnis protocol not long ago and he was talking about how uh, a couple of team tactics cards are just went from almost auto includes for certain teams mm-hmm. to getting so much use with those teams that they're just auto includes across the board for him now and i'm glad i see the card he was talking about on this list i know what you're talking about. it hurts me it's been in my list too yeah sure and it, look that per- yes it's nothing against that particular card but when is something is so good especially one of these generic cards where it's popping up in a ton of lists that are just showing healthy winning percentages. I, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's something to that, you know, they're taking a sweeping change right now, you know? And it's like, I don't think they're necessarily saying like every single one of these cards on this list is like S tier, 
right? They're just saying these have all been taken the most frequently of the generic cards, and it's time for them to at least pay a price when you take them, right? Right. Like you said earlier, we're moving into a new phase of the game of character specific tactics cards we're moving into a phase where we're going to, we 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 have been seeing a ton more affiliation specific tactics cards or i even mentioned wolverines earlier just yeah you know or uh you know the weapon x cards the healing factor yeah. cards 100 percent. Yeah. very cool and it's an avenue that i would rather see explored than just generic cards continued to be taking in every list and Look, man, it's to the point where I know three or four of my opponent's cards before, you know, and I'm not a real up on the meta kind of guy. Wish I had the bandwidth for that at the moment, but I'm just not. I will be mm-hmm. eventually. But, you know, if if me uh, slightly above casual in terms of that knows what everybody's taking, I, I don't think that's good, man. Agreed. And keeping with those cards, Chris, we're seeing other cards on this list, what you've been talking about. Some notable mentions here are oh, yeah, Disarm. Ones I take all the time. Disarm, a card that's been in Chris's 10 since basically the core set. And Indomitable, a card that's been in my list since it came out recently with Colossus. And Sacrifice, a earlier card that's been in my list for quite some time. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. So Sacrifice, of course, is a less valuable bodyguard, but it's a bodyguard off of sure. anybody. So that's awesome against Black Order. It's awesome against a lot of attrition teams. That is gone. I've been starting to play that almost every game, which has been crazy, Chris. So now it's gone. Well, it's always good against me. So <laughs> yeah, you like to attack and oh, fight. Indomitable, we knew this was coming. I think it's something we talked about on the show already. A card that is like a more expensive, more versatile Brace for Impact. Yeah. Of course, if Brace for Impact's on the restricted list, it's getting added to the restricted list as well. But Disarm here is a little bit of a sleeper pick because, of course, this was taken by many teams. You know, Criminal Syndicate loves this because they love to disarm their opponents yeah. as they potato sit on objectives. But <laughs> he did it, folks. He said it. I said it. But I mean, also the Web Warriors love this too, Chris, right? Because they don't like to be hit with big dice pools, right? But Disarm was the least atrocious of all the cards on this list, really, when the uses of what they were being used for. And it's weird that it's here. And I think AMG's 10 steps ahead of us, because I think they basically were like, if all these cards go away, Disarm's going to be everybody's in everybody's 10. Exactly. Nail on the head. I don't have anything better to say. Well, I appreciate that, Chris, but we're going to move on to... No, of course. episode's over. I just said it's over. <laughs> oh, that's true. We got to go. We're going to talk about the rotation now and what actually has gone from the game. Because if you get in Cerebro, or if you get in a, like MCP DB or you get into Assemble, you're going to notice a lot of cards are missing. 18, in fact, which is a lot. Mainly just generic cards that are gone. And you're going to notice that most of your list is some core set cards some name cards, some affiliation cards, and then a couple other generic cards sprinkled in. And that's what you build off of now, which is very, very cool. But let's, let's talk about what's on this list. Some of these were cards that were not taken very often, and some were taking all the time. So starting with the list, it's alphabetical. The first two cards are acute senses and all you've got, like I already mentioned, all you got was already banned. So it's technically already gone, but now it's cool to see that it's just gone, gone. Like we don't have to worry about it even being on the ban list. Acute senses, never really taken. So interesting that we're here. But moving on to the Bs, we got Battle Lust, Bitter Rivals, and Blind Obsession. I'm going to start with Battle Lust. 
this is a card we started seeing a lot of recently, you know? And I mean, even early on in the game, Chris, so I think this is a course that card we all played with a lot. You is card yeah. you really like. I do. Unfortunately, it's gone. I'm cool with it. Better Rivals, of course, is a restricted card that is no longer restricted because it's just gone. I'm sorry, Midnight Suns players. I am ecstatic. I know Bitter Rivals are. is gone. Oh, <laughs> you guys. I'm ooh, I'm gonna get you, Dennis. <laughs> so true. Now, Chris, we're going to have to pour one out for my favorite generic tactic card in the game. Everybody knows this. Uh, just listen to this show since Green Goblin came out, which has been a long time yep. ago now. Blind Obsession is gone because I, I love this card so much because it was it was a high skill ceiling to use, honestly. Mm-hmm. It had really powerful benefits if you used it correctly. wasn't really taken a ton, but it was taken you know, and the right teams. And that's not what this rotation is about, Chris. The rotation is just, it's purely a rotation. And these cards with this symbol are gone. Hey man, they might be back. They might be back one day, but moving on a huge card that was in every single one of my 10 climbing gear. This one is gone, man. This one hurts. Every Magneto player. Shut up. Cried out. Don't remind me. Just like as Obi-Wan feels the disturbance in the force, we're feeling Alderaan blowing up for all the Magneto players. I'm just saying, like, this hurts me too, Chris, because I was playing super tall convocation for a long time. This was an essential card in that list as well. Because it was like if Doctor Strange or Hulk or Gene or whoever it was got, you know, pushed away, the last thing I wanted to do with a five or six threat model was move them, right? I, I would I would right. climbing gear back, right? So it's a big loss for a lot of Man, teams. it hurts it, it really does hurt sure he just got so much better that's so true but it's also a big win for like a lot of teams as well like in the sense of like with this gone for everybody it's blanket for everybody so it's like right black order also really like this card to get corvus in position or things like that so that's just gone but moving on drop off is gone it was of already course. gone right but now it's actually gone from the pool entirely and then Another crazy card gone, Chris, extreme conditioning, which is essentially the long move version of climbing gear where you actually have to take an action. That's gone as well. I'm sad about that one because I really like that long movement tool with Juggernaut one just for one turn. It's oh, so yeah, or fun, just man. the Hulks. I mean, Jennifer exactly. and yeah. Bruce any are, of those, are Any crying. of those massive slow movers. It's not that it was excellent or taken a ton, but man, it's just a cool thought. I think we're seeing a theme with like this like climbing gear extreme conditioning and something we're going to see later with tactical analysis, all these sort of like either movement stealing cards or out of activation movements, because keep in mind, tactical analysis and climbing gear both are even out of activation. If you want, you know, you can, you can do them not on your turn or like not on your, the person's turn you're going with, like, like you can move Hulk back on Moon Knight's turn, right. Or whatever. It's just, it's gone. It's crazy. But Chris, the biggest card on this list the biggest, and I've already talked about bitter rivals and climbing gear. How can I get bigger than this? What's on this list is bigger. It's field dressing. It's gone. It's gone. It's crazy for every team. It's crazy because this just made damage teams better. This just Thank made you. Danny Rand worse. <laughs> Excellent. Because <laughs> he could always come back with a field dressing and then do the Iron Fist, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, this makes Black Order better by a lot because it's okay. They had to have a big victory after the loss of the gems, but this is a big victory for them. Chris, like if, if I was playing black order and they somehow daze my strange, it, it would be my goal to do everything in my power to field dress strange before the end of that round. So at least I could still get to go with them and take two actions right against black order. 
that's something we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see. I think there's going to be a non-generic field dressing comparative thing or things coming up in the next years. So I wouldn't worry too much, man. No, I'm not worried about it. And I actually think it's a boon for the game overall because something I was thinking about with this in preparation of this episode, Chris, this makes every game of MCP slightly less time. Oh, fantastic. Think about that, right? Because when models are dazed now, they are dazed. And when models take damage now, they really take damage because we're about to get into a few more. I know, I'll just man. go through two really quick that are obvious ones. Heavy Ordnance was hardly ever played. It's just gone, unfortunately. Hired Muscle was already banned because it was game-breaking. It's just gone fully. But Chris, the second biggest card on this, this list. This hurts, man. Med Pack is gone. We might be able to deal with Black Panther in this new universe. <laughs> He might Shut not have up. he Shut might not up. he might not have nine health with counting blanks. Now it's like five or six health. No, because I'm now gonna take Hood with him and just That's march right. around together. That's right. Yeah, so this is what I mean with games being shorter. Field dressing is gone, so you don't get those actions back. Med pack is gone. Patch up's the only one left, and you have to use it on another character's turn. It's harder to use. Excellent, man. I think that's cool. The game's speeding up, you know? Well, Damage is sticking. More. And healing is, yeah, healing is more of a premium now. Uh, Pushes are think- sticking more, right? Yeah, man. These are all cool things that we're going to feel into the effects. these changes. Yeah, so like we're, we can theorycraft about these all day and sit here and be ecstatic about it mainly, but it's like we're not going to f- probably even feel the effects of these changes for a couple months, right? Where it's like we really start seeing, oh man, games really were much faster. Uh, damage really did come online for certain teams that were struggling in the past, like maybe X-Force or Spider-Foes or something. Like there's just things that are going to happen incrementally over time with more games getting played with this new rule set. But we got a couple more cards. We have No Escape, which was played sometimes, but it's it's just another one of those cards. Same with Reversal and Seeing Red. Seeing Red was a really fun card with like Bucky teams or things like that. Definitely had play, but it's gone. I think the ones that are notable here at the end, really the only one left that's notable is Tactical Analysis is gone. This is another out of activation move, just like Climbing Gear. Yeah. You know, even like Extreme Conditioning a little bit in the way of just netting free movement actions, and it is gone. Closing out, we have Unearthly Rage, which was never used. And then we have Web Barrier, which I think was underused by the Web Warriors, but it was used by them in certain matchups. And weirdly, it's gone. And that's I say weirdly because Shield has this same card. It's called Defensive Prototype. So maybe this is just a way of making Shield more unique because Shield has, guess what, Chris? They have Defensive Prototype and they have Battlefield Medicine, which is their copy of Med Pack, which is not restricted. It's still in the game for Shield only. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe healing's gonna come gonna have to come more from uh, superpowers and affiliations uh, for maybe affiliations uh, for a bit. We'll see how things go. It, it'll change very soon because it's it's atomic mass. They're gonna drop something unexpectedly here, just out of nowhere. Always, always, yeah. But let's 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 talk about these high points on this list, Chris. Better rivals, field dressing, mm-hmm. and med pack, which were all restricted cards before this moment, and now they're just gone. They're not even restricted or banned. They're just they're just gone. I'm straight sick of bitter rivals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm pretty happy about that one. <laughs> Yeah, you say that as, you know, but it's also like field dressing and med pack are in every list, right? Better Rivals was yeah, not. Yeah, but it's healing. Like healing gets, yeah. of course, healing gets a pass. Like 
Come on. I, I play healer and like every role based game I can. So. so true. It's so true. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad these three in particular are gone because they were such games swinging. And um, I'm really into this new idea of this new meta, this new game where it's like damage. I do will stick better throws. I do will stick better. Yeah. When models are dazed, they are dazed. They are dazed less having to spend turns trying to yes. bait out the cards before you do the actual thing you want to Correct. do which i do appreciate the gamesmanship in that but yeah. a little more fun just to let it rip baby this is a high level positioning miniatures game this is not a card game you know anytime the cards are taking the front seat mm. something's wrong because this game's crises and characters are so dynamic and so good and so different from other games that the crisis and the characters, I mean, it's in the title, Marvel Crisis Protocol. They need to be in the front seat, Chris, and the tax cards need to be in the back seat, honestly. And I'm really happy we have tax cards. I don't want them to go away, but we all know they've been in the driver's seat for a long time. Absolutely. They've been so game swingy and game changing. And I think I think there's been some post-match times that they have really aided in the, you know, one of my only, one of my few criticisms of the game, which I won't, one, this is not the episode for it, but right. Jesse knows what I'm talking about because it's conversations he and i have but this really really does help mitigate some of that just absolute out of nowhere swinginess you know from rant dice randomness oh absolutely and i think this makes that sort of daunting task of maybe the more casual or you know slightly less competitive player turn zero less daunting as well chris because this makes you actually Great focus point. on your turn zero which is deployment and that's what should be paramount every time Rather than just like perfectly metagaming the cards with perfect answers to every matchup, that's getting trimmed down. And now it's actually your turn zero in deployment, which matters even more than it did before. Because think about it, the tactic cards matter less. And mm-hmm. we're going to see more name cards. And here's what's cool, Chris. Now the name cards can be these specialist cards for matchups, right? It's like fastball special can be a specialist card for certain matchups rather than disarm. Which makes those characters a little more niche and a little more specialist. So there's more reason to bring that Colossus in your 10 or, or whoever it is. Like I said, I want to use Wolverines. That means I have to bring Logan. I'm going to do it. I mean, we're, you're definitely going to do it. I mean, I'm going to do it. At this point, that card absolutely could be a huge impact. Well, think about this, Chris. Like Colossus, he's maligned, but obviously he's an extremely good character. Everybody knows this. It's just he right. has such a narrow role and he's slow. Colossus just got better because all damage sticks more in the game now. There's less healing in the game. Mm. And he is the tankiest bodyguard in the game. You know what I'm saying? So like these are little things we're going to notice over time. Certain characters are going to get better and worse because of these card changes. And I am oh, so yeah, the ready to see what that yes. is. That is one of the things I really, really love about some collector card games is digital and in paper is mm-hmm. how they have different formats that are rotating, non-rotating, you know, different parameters on the rotations, things of this nature. And it just changes everything, you know. Like you yep. said, we're gonna we're you're gonna start seeing characters you haven't seen for a while pop back up because the game's opening up a little bit with this change. And if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know I love it when the game opens up. I love Absolutely. more more lists being viable, more characters being viable. I don't like parody in games like mm. this. So I'm yeah, I very much like this these changes. Well, and it should 
come as no surprise to the listener, Chris, but I mean, you and I love this game because we love these characters and we want to love these characters more. In fact, playing Marvel Crisis Protocol makes me love these characters more and makes me love characters that I didn't love as much because the game's so good and our format in particular, learning about these characters. So anything that gets more characters on the table and more people excited about playing those characters, of course, is good for the life cycle of the game and good for the mechanics of the game. Just straight up. I mean, knowing that Colossus is more of a possibility now, it, arguably the tankiest fourth red in the game and, and the best bodyguard in the game, him being out there changes things, even though he's still a niche character for that one role, right? And that's super cool. And yeah, I just can't wait for what this does for the future going forward. And we're going to cover this more on the show. And I assume Atomic Mass is going to give us maybe even a little bit more information on this in the coming weeks with mini extravaganza, but the sky is not falling. This is not some crazy magic, hard to keep up with rotation. It's not some GW buy multiple codexes every year. You don't even have to buy these card packs, Chris, because AMG has said themselves, good example. I immediately looked at my cards. I saw no matter the cost, a favorite card of mine with my healing factor characters had a Spider-Man symbol. I was like, Oh no, is no matter the cost gone. And then I checked out the new card pack and I saw that no matter the cost was in the new card pack with the Mjolnir symbol. And it's like, okay, the Spider-Man copy is gone. The Mjolnir symbol is now the right one. But AMG has already said, if you use the Spider-Man copy, that's fine because that card is legal in this rotation, right? No matter the cost is legal. So don't get too worried about, you know, the confusion. I think all this is going to settle down and like make more sense. when We, we have the list now. So, I mean, we, we just listed off the cards that are gone and we listed off some, what's on the banned restricted list. But it is a lot to wrap your head around right now, but it's all very new to us, you know? And I think we're all going to figure out these new cards. And, you know, the best part of this, Chris, is we're going to play a lot of old cards that we didn't really play very much. That's what I'm excited about. Okay, Jesse, here's my call for card you're going to start seeing that you didn't see. Right. So you're saying cards that we already kind of know that we're going to start playing with. This is not one of those. Right. This is one you probably have never seen played against you. <laughs> going to be I honest. like this. I like this. Tactical maneuvers. Look at it, folks. Read up. That's your homework for next week. See if you can find room in your 10 for that one with this new band and restricted list, because I think you probably can. I will for that lizard Spidey Sense Peter Parker art alone. Oh, the art's amazing on that card, too. That that might be part of the reason I chose it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Quality. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Find us on social media. Follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at furiesfinest at gmail.com. Leave us reviews on your podcast platform. It, it helps the show grow. And of course, if you have a submission for the painting gallery with no name painting contest, submit your pictures to furypainting at gmail.com. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our show's music. And like Jesse said, please help spread the word about our show. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. You guys treat us so well and we love it. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you so much, guys. Of course, you can find Chris and I on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S. B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Twitter sucks. No draft this week. Hey, we got Chet. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> I uh, I like all the picks. Okay. Three top 12 picks this year. Wow. Took Chet at two. 
traded with the Knicks to get uh, pick number 11. We already had pick number 12. We've got Jalen Williams. We've got uh, Usman Dieng from France. Whoa. Good draft. The Thunder are looking weird, man. All right. That's it for this bright new day for MCP and the game. We're really excited and we're really excited to dive into these changes with our games. But until next time, thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Tin Buck says you're wrong. 